And welcome to Bitch Talk episode 237. I'm Aaron. That was Ange singing. Shar oh. <laughs> uh, is back in town. The boys are back in town. Well, the girls are. Uh, but welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do a little housekeeping. The website is bitchtalkpodcast.com. It's brand new. There's pretty pictures. It's so pretty. Uh, Twitter, we're at Bitch Talk Pod. Facebook, it's Bitch Talk Podcast. Instagram, it's one word, Bitch Talk Podcast. Or guess what? You can shoot us an email at therealbtpod at gmail.com, which I had a real hard time thinking of in our last episode. I remembered. I know you did at the uh, at the infamous... Not just a pretty face, everybody. Yeah. No, you can't say where we were. I'm not. I was going to say the inf- infamous bar that we're not going to tell anyone about. Yeah. Um, it's our secret. But you know what? If you ever wanted to come to San Francisco and hang out with Bitch Talk, we'll take you there. How about that? Mm-hmm. So let's do a lot of ketchup. Uh, first of all, we did talk a lot about a turkey anus on the last episode. <laughs> like I was re-listening to it and I was uh, like, you guys stop talking about that turkey That was my anuses. one comment to you. It was like, wow, I really don't remember talking about turkey anus for that long. Yeah, well, we did. It was a long <laughs> conversation about the stuffing and the anus and how crispy and the, the turkey. I was calling it a sturkey. No, you were calling it sturfy. Sturfy, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, other people must have this question. So Reddit, of course, there was a question. It's like, (sighs) (laughs) let me see. Is that what it was? Yeah. That is Is the stuffing hole of a turkey the butthole? (laughs) 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 Okay. So I... People said as a kid they figured it was the neck, where the neck used to be, but I guess it's the wrong end. So I don't... You people, seriously? But what I read was, I mean, the actual... Okay, you... So, okay, I did this research first, and then Ange was like, oh, by the way, here's this, and sends me a video, which I think that you should play on air. I should play... Yeah, you should grab it. That's what I was asking for you to do. But... um. Someone was like, the stuffing is usually stuff where the asshole would be, yes, but the actual asshole is removed along with all the organs and extra skin when the turkey is cleaned. Correct. And that's what my friend that I made told me. So the torso is basically a big sack that holds all of your organs. Uh, Whatever. It's delicious either way. So it is. And uh, granted, I was being very crass by calling it an anus. I said that because I wanted to get a rise out of you, but I meant butthole, you know, but anus is... Not the kindest word to use for something that you eat, unless you're into that kind of thing. Anyway, I was at the airport. Yeah, over and the weekend, my flight was delayed, and uh, by some twist of fate, <laughs> sure, the lovely woman sitting to my left, we ended up bonding. She lived in Vegas, but she's originally from LA. She's lived in San Francisco off Tenth and Howard. Oh. And she was just an overall badass, right? So we we're having a good time talking. And it turns out she's a veterinarian. <laughs> and I was like, well, of you course. can resolve this theory once and for all. I was like, the the hole that you put the stuffing in the and the gib- giblet and all that Giblets. shit. Giblets. Gib, whatever. I was like, that's the asshole, right? She's like, obviously. She actually told me, duh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we are, we are peas in a pod. Yeah. I guess. So I uh, immediately was Anuses like, all right, pod. well, you got to, you got to, I'm going to make a video of you saying this to my friend because she didn't understand and I was confused by it. So here she is, Sarah from Las Vegas. Yeah. Is it Aaron? Hi, Aaron. My name is Sarah. I'm a veterinarian and uh, it is the butthole. The turkey, the back, that's, that's the butthole. Okay. Cheers. So Anne (laughs) sends that to me like, thanks. So she gets a veterinarian to tell me that that's the butthole. So case closed, everyone. It's the butthole. Well, and she told me the same thing that you read was they uh, purposely cut it bigger. One, to make it easier to stuff. And also, so it doesn't look like an asshole. A butthole. Yeah. Yeah. An anus, as you said. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) Case closed. Case case closed, everyone. Just in case you're wondering or Googling it yourself. In case you're on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Edge of your anus. (laughs) Shar's not even amused. Wow, Shar. Shar wishes she was still in the Philippines. Shar right did not look happy about no, that. No, no. Uh, I'll get into a little more serious stuff later. But uh, <laughs> Shar, do you want to do you want to give us a quick recap of your trip? Was it fun? I Are saw you... some pictures of you looking like oh yeah, a million a model. Bucks. I was like, what is happening? But you were still rocking the flip flops, and I love that. I was like, she's all dressed up. 
has makeup on but still wearing flip flops. Like beautiful dress, makeup, and flip flops for and your I loved aunt it. uncles. Where did you uh? Where where did you see that I was wearing flip flops? Instagram. There was a full body. She showed me. She's like, look at Char, and we went through all the pictures. You look no, great. I had. Uh, what else? Oh, I took off those flip-flops. Oh, yeah, I took off my shoes. Yeah. Because I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, there's It looked like you were in a hotel lobby or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, because those were after, that was at the end of the night. So, oh, yeah, we were outside. Yeah, that was way at the end of the night. There's no way. Well, your makeup was still on point at the end of the night. I wasn't surviving uh, shoes for that long. Sharp. How was it? It was fun. Yeah. I mean, it always goes by really quick. Um, I'm still, uh, I'm still kind of um, jet lagged and kind of catching up. I've been a little bit of a zombie. I, I always call it a time warp, time warp jet lag. Every time I come back, because uh, you've been right, mm-hmm. and you know that like when you come back, you, you come went back, back before, in time. <laughs> you went, you came, you you arrive like either just a few hours after you left or before you left. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I left on a Tuesday morning. I left on a Tuesday morning at, like, 6 o'clock, flew for four hours, uh, had a layover for another four hours, oh. and then uh, flew for 12 hours, and then arrived in San Francisco at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. So, mm-hmm. so, so, it's like you go through 20, you go through a whole day. But then you come back on the same day, right. so then you're just like just trying to you know figure out your place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. See, we should have called Char when we were at Golden Gate Field and asked her which horses were going to win. Oh, right. She was in the future. Yes, she could have. Oh, that's it. right. Damn it. Next but, time. But yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was. It was. It was. It's interesting. Like I, I was, I was telling you guys earlier that. Uh, this is the first time I not the first time I always bring work back with me whenever I go there because I can't ever justify taking like these two or three blocks of time away from from actually getting stuff done, and this was the probably the time that I brought the most with me, and with you know more you know like timestamp you know things deadlines and things that needed to be done like on a timestamp, and uh, is the first and. Is like the first time in like five or six years that I've had like the worst connectivity and communication. <laughs> really? In Manila? Oh, no, well, no. In Manila, it's fine, but in Rizal, where uh. my, you know what it is, is my, uh, at my grandma's house, at my Lola's house, her, um, nobody's lived in that house for three years. Because uh. she passed two and a half years ago. And, um, yeah, nobody's been living in the house. So they fixed up the house specifically for us you know like they got the house set up specifically for us going back and they had to uh and i like i had called my cousins uh and apparently they didn't understand the concept of what my work actually entails because i was like make sure i was like i don't care what you guys do i don't need tv i don't need a phone line i don't need anything but i need internet right service and uh my one cousin's like oh yeah i got i got something for you don't worry about it you're all set and then I get there, and he hands me a freaking mobile hotspot, oh, <laughs> and it's like a mobile. And in the and over there, they don't have, they're not, they don't have like real cell phone plans. They're like you buy like pay as you go type stuff, right, like right, loads. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were like, "Oh, well, we loaded it with 180 pesos worth, which should give you four gigs of of surfing data." And I was like, "Okay, I burned through it in a day." Right. right. And so I basically at that point I gave my cousin like a thousand pesos, and I was just like, "Every time I tell you to load, load that sucker." <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, like outside of that, it was great. My aunt and uncle had their fiftieth wedding anniversary. That's the party that we uh, yeah that you got dressed up. For. We got all dressed. You had your up makeup done. You heard it. it. Your makeup did. Yeah. Yep. Did that. And um, what else did we do? Um, oh, I went. Yeah, I feel like it was like yeah. It was, I feel like it was four years ago. It does. It feels yeah. like when I came back, I was like, oh, I went to. I was like, at the in the middle of all that, I went to Singapore for four yeah, days. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm in the middle at the beginning. At the beginning, and but it felt like it was. It felt like it was like six months ago. Yeah. And so yeah, that was I'm that was nice and clean and pretty and expensive. Ish. Yeah. 
should be. Actually, I it wasn't. It didn't. It put. They say it's the most expensive city in the world, but um, it didn't. It didn't dent. Put a dent in my pocket as much okay, as I thought it you. would. It's because you live in the Bay. You know how to yeah. work your way. I around. guess. I guess nothing. I mean, well, we could find a five dollar meal in San Francisco and a good a good one. Although, yeah, yeah we did. So. Although they do. Um, they have that. Um, they have this one um, club uh, at the top of uh, the tallest hotel out there. Um, so you basically can overlook the whole city uh, and all of Singapore. And beautiful. It's like you basically it's like a, you know, like when the Carnelian room was around here or when like, yeah. you know, like the Hyatt, you know, the, the rotating city. The, the bar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like it, it was pretty much that. And um, basically it's free to get up there. But then when you buy like a beer, it's like a twenty dollar beer. Right. <laughs> right. You well, pay for it either way. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, that was fun, and I was, like, you know, I was with my brother, and, yeah, I, I, I went over this at the during our last, uh, you know, the one that we tried to do. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it was fine, the Zencaster. The Zencaster yeah. that we did. Like, I was with my cousins for the first time in 20, all, all four. Since the 90s. Since 1990. Which all, is all, fucking all six of us crazy. That is crazy. And then. Uh, you were children then. Wait, you went rafting. Oh, I did. How was that? It was the whole fun. family went. Yeah. It looked look, like. Mm, Ish. Your mom went. My mom went. Yeah, no. Th- the reason is I brought my cousin Gina with me, who's never been to the Philippines, which was amazing, which which was interesting because, uh, you know, she's, you know, she's half Filipino. Her, uh, her dad is, is Filipino and then her mom's Hawaiian and Japanese. Wow. And she's grown up, but she's grown up with like very little Philippine culture exposure mm. that I learned from this trip. And I didn't mm. realize it until I didn't realize it until she was there. And I was just like, wait, you've never heard of this. You don't know this. Like, um, uh, Aaron, you know what, a or, uh, and you know what a Baha'i Kubu is, right? Oh yeah, of course. Right. right? Uh, tell the, tell the people. So basically it's a, <clears throat> It's a little house that's it's made out of like bamboo or wood that people put like in the back or the sides of their houses, or you can find them at little resorts. Okay. It's it looks like a small little house. Okay, it's like a little hut, and sometimes um, on stilts. Or... Right, and it's got like it's basically like kind of like a hangout, like a hangout uh, pad. Basically. Okay, it's like it's probably the size of like half of this. Not even like a, qu- a quarter of this room is the size of it. Okay, and you it has a table in the middle and it's got benches, but it looks like a little house. It's got like a little Cute. entry. It looks like a booth. Okay, basically like a hangout <laughs> booth. Okay. Bahai means home. Yes, so. Oh. and so um, and Kubu is like small house. So it's basically a little house. Okay. Anyways, uh, Gina's parents have one here in California in in Fairfield. Her parents have one in the back in her backyard, and they. Like they saw it on sale at like maybe it was like cultural month or something like that at Costco or <laughs> right. or, or, or Sam's Wow! Club. And so they have one in their house, and I've always like, oh, they have a Baha'i Kubo in their house. And then when we were at this resort for one of the parties that we were going to, there's a like there were like ten of them, you know, like there's these ten of these what? little Baha'i Kubos. It's basically like when you go, like when you're getting uh, what is it? Uh, bottle service at like oh, a pool, sure. pool, at a pool? Uh, like a cabana okay mm-hmm. that's, that's basically it. it's mm-hmm. like having your own cabana and there's like 10 of these at this resort and gina sees it and she's like oh i need to take a picture of this this is like the thing that we have in my backyard <laughs> and i'm like she's like i have to show my parents and i'm like i'm pretty sure your dad <laughs> has seen these They've before seen that's why you have one and she's like i had no idea she didn't realize it was a filipino thing yeah no and, and that was the thing is a lot of the stuff that like things that you know like filipinos like are culturally like have an affinity for she just thought it was stuff that she liked she didn't think that it was because she was filipino mm-hmm. <laughs> she, okay. she like, like we'll be like we'll be eating we'll be we'll, ha- we'll be eating fish and rice and like I start putting vinegar and soy sauce on my, and, and on my on my rice and my on my fish, and she's like, "You like vinegar on your fish too?" I just thought that that's what I liked, and I'm like, "Dude, 
It's all a staple. That's yeah. what Filipinos. And she's like, I didn't know that Filipinos liked stuff like this. And I'm like, dude, where are you? Who are you? Where'd wow. You come from? And she's in Fairfield. She's not far from you. She should know these things. I, I think you, you got to school I, her, Shar. Come on. I, I just think that it's, you know, she grew up like, uh, because maybe because like her, her mom wasn't really like her Filipino, mom's not yeah. her mom's not Filipino and then maybe she just didn't really ask mm-hmm. like, yeah like the the culture growing up she didn't like her culture growing up wasn't really full Filipino it was more you know it's like American right mm-hmm. right and then because she's not around it there's nothing what's there to ask there's no curiosity it there. is actually yeah that is a good point because I remember like I didn't ask either and I didn't think growing up this is a Filipino thing and this is why we do it and it wasn't until the first time I spent the night at a friend's house in elementary school and the next morning we woke up and her mom made us eggs and toast and I was like where the fuck is the rice it was so <laughs> weird it was like my first breakfast ever without rice and I thought they were so weird and right. I was like oh, okay I'm different you know it's funny, so, but, so you don't realize it because you don't quite. So that makes but, sense. Yeah. So the rafting thing was basically I, uh, I wanted to like it was our last full day in the Philippines, and I was like, well, we got to do something because we didn't have we didn't we just ran out of time. It's like all the things that I wanted to do, you just don't have the time right, to do. Right. And uh, so I was like, if we're gonna do something, I gotta because I don't like I doubt Gina's ever gonna go back to the Philippines again, and so like if. Like kind of like as a send off, it's like she's got to see something that she's never seen before, right. uh, that she's not ever she's not going to see anywhere else. And uh, the rafting at um, I'll have to put a I'll have to post a video on uh, on our page because it's it's not real raft. It's not like basically these guys work their asses off to get you upstream to a falls. Oh, and so you're just kind of kicking it. You're sitting <laughs> in this like first like it's. I remember looking at the map and like you're downstream and the falls are at the top of the map and they're like these this this skinny little canoe boat and these two guys are gonna, are gonna you guys are gonna raft up there and you're like how the hell are you gonna do that right and then you get in there and then you watch how these guys work and how these guys get you upstream and to your destination wow it's the most insane cool but like holy crap i should be doing more with my life to help this guy get me there (laughs) uh thing but it was one of those things that you can't experience anywhere else it was really it was really cool so that was like our our kind of send-off for the for the for the trip was to spend the the day uh pugsanan falls that's cool that's awesome that's in pugsanan okay next time i go with my parents because that's where my mom is from too oh but i that's so filipino they're so hardworking and just like eager to please right like i remember we were taking this boat trip and uh (laughs) we're getting off the boat and all these little filipino men they're strong but they're like small and skinny yeah no and so this one dude like gave his hand for my sister to get her off the boat (laughs) He couldn't, and he fell in the water. <laughs> and like they, they just want to work so hard to help you. It's just like, oh, I'm good, you know. But oh, they're wow. just like so eager to please and very accommodating, charming Uh-oh. people. Everybody. Char, Char just remembered something. Oh, uh oh, what's happening? Drum roll. <laughs> I hear bottles clanking. I'm scared. Is it Tunduai? The Official rum of the Philippines? It's not rum. It's whiskey. <gasps> oh, Char. Mm. Bottles of Filipino whiskey. Oh, my God. Oh. What? Why are we drinking what is this, this bullshit right now? Get can it. I try this? I can try the Let's cookies and cream? eat all of it. Oh, my God. It's the cookies and cream pulpit on your Yes, I remembered. This? I know this is and, what you wanted. And then I got something uh, for Aaron, because uh, for, for you and Jeff. Oh my God, Char! <gasps> yes, brown sauce! Uh, yes! <laughs> oh my God, I love. <gasps> that is the best sauce. Jeff's gonna give you a big fat kiss next time. <laughs> I didn't know that you guys like that. That's we, a lechon sauce. Remember the conversation like the, we had? We had it day. when we went to Hawaii. They had it. Remember? Ah, uh, for the lechon. Com- that's a lechon sauce. We were sauce, hanging out. OG. We were hanging out <gasps> with uh, Jeff one time, and he was like. Oh, do you know of this sauce? And I was like, "What sauce are you talking about?" He's like, "You might have heard of it before, because I think this guy was was he Filipino or he's Filipino and then so, Hawaiian Filipino." Okay, and then he showed me a picture of the of the thing, and I'm like, "Oh, 
That's everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is the official sauce. Dude. Oh, I love this Char, sauce. I Thanks, wish we Char. weren't all tied up to our mics and our headphones. Oh. I'd hu- I'm giving you a big fucking hug when this is over, <gasps> just so you know. So what? These two are Anches? What? No, no. That's just for everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it crumbles. Oh, she's in love now. Thanks, Char. Oh, I'm going to need a minute. I can't All talk. right. Okay. So... When are you going back? Aren't you going to buy a home there? You're leaving, aren't you? I don't have to buy a home there. I've already oh yeah, got you already a have. You already I, have I like four homes. I just need to figure homes. out what I'm going to do. Well, I oh yeah, I told Aaron this uh, when we saw each other. That's what she said the other day. Yes. But um, so Ange, whenever I go there now, I've been going there. I go there so often that they don't give me just the regular six week visa. I'm a bullock buy-in with a one-year visa. <laughs> Holy shit, that's fucking awesome. So the last two or three times, like, I think the last, this is the third time it's happened, I was like, oh, they're just, maybe it's because, you know, like I'm here for like three weeks or I'm here for a month or whatever. But the last, this time, it's like, they. I guess when they look me up or whatever, I get a, I get the little stamp that says I'm a, I'm a bullock buy-in and I get to stay for a year if I wanted to. So, Holy so now shit. I'm trying to think of a way for me to actually uh, to do it. work remotely. <laughs> Shar, you can do there. it. I believe in you. I don't know if I could stay there for a year, though. But I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I think I could probably. I think I could probably handle about three months. Yeah, I don't think I could stay there for six months. I don't think I could stay I there could. for a year. There's so many islands to explore, but you would need Wi-Fi. That's the problem. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if that were the case, I definitely would, like, we do a lot, I do things much differently with the house. I think the house was just set up for us to be there for a month. And it's kind of sad, because it's like, it was, it was, it was so, the place was so nice, and it was set up, my, my, my Lola's house, it hasn't been lived in, in, you know, three and a half years, and... Because uh, the last year of her life, she lived in Manila with my with my aunt and my aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. and so it hadn't been really lived in in three and a half years. And they had uh, set it up and like you know, like Christmas decorated it out, and they did all this great oh my God, stuff. Did they and put up those lights, the puddles. Uh, no, we didn't Puddle. have a parole, but we had our Christmas tree and we had some lights up and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, we were uh. The place was just, it was just nice. And it felt like, it felt like the days from, you know, four or five years ago when my Lola was still alive and we, like she, you know, like, and there was somebody living at the house and knowing that when my mom comes home next week mm-hmm. after we leave, you know, like, it's just gonna, like, you know, like they're gonna, it's like, it's like a scene. Just it's gonna like, be vacant. They're, they're gonna tear the set down. Yeah. And, you know, like, and, you know, plastic cover everything up until we come back. So it was, it was just, it's. It's kind of a bummer, but then right. the thing yeah. is, is, like when you do stuff like that, it's like, like we keep talking, like the family's talking about, like having somebody, you know, like stay there while we're not there, and you know, like you know, taking care of and watching the house. But that's hard because you really in the Philippines, you really have to trust those kind of people that you know the people that you're allowing in your home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or or the, even the family, because I mean, like. You, it's not like you, there's Airbnb. Yeah, and it's like, and if you let, and if you let the, if you let the wrong family member stay there, they might never leave. Mm-hmm. You just, you don't, you just don't know. So you don't know what's gonna happen. But um, but yeah. So it was the house was beautiful and Christmas season everywhere. Apparently, do you know this? It's uh, Christmas season is basically like five months long because they don't have Thanksgiving. I know this after listening to the Bitch Talk podcast of you explaining oh. because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so it just kind of goes from September, summer to now it's Thanksgiving, <laughs> now it's Christmas. Yeah, like, like they literally like I thought they were joking. They were like, "Oh, it's, these have been up since September," and I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> yeah, I've only ever been there like right around uh, Christmas time, like the best time of the year to be there. When it's the great letters. to be there during Christmas. Time. So it's I don't so know any other expensive. time, and especially, and then you have the. <laughs> people it's, it becomes expensive too because you gotta oh you, i know what you mean you gotta help out yeah we had people when i went with my my family the first time that we went we were staying in this hotel that was near pangasinan 
and because uh, my they didn't want to stay with our family because they didn't want to. Uh, there was a big group of us. So mm-hmm. It was like we don't want ten of us to just roll up on our family's small home. Mm-hmm. So we got hotel rooms, and we would come home at the end of the night and have families waiting for us in the restaurant that my mother had never met before, claiming to be her long lost cousin that needed mm-hmm. money for this surgery or her kidneys braces or college or whatever, and they'd never met them before, and they had been waiting. They caught wind of. They call us Balik Bayans, return mm-hmm. home. Right, right. They caught wind of Americans nearby, and they're right. like, come up with the story that we're related and they need help. Oh. Like, this was every day, a new family. I remember. And I, it was insane. I remember three or four years ago, my uncle was, because uh, where my Lola lives, uh, our house is like kind of about, probably about 15 minutes down the road from where they grew up, from the, from the town that they grew up in. And so uh, it's kind of harder to get to us, you know, like when, so word has to get, word has to travel in their hometown and then they have to travel a ways, like 15 or 20 minutes to get to, to us, to see us. And I remember my uncle, but he was hanging out at his, his brother's house that's on, that's on the main road. And he had uh, shipped some Balik Bayan boxes ahead of him to get there when he was there. And he, he, I remember he said he was sitting on the porch and the delivery truck came to get, they were to be delivered at my uncle's, at his brother's house. And the truck stops and they start unloading the two or three Bullock buying boxes that he had shipped, you know, from a month and a half ago. And as they were being unloaded, People that he knew from the town were like looking and looking to see whose name oh, yeah. was on the box. Who should we to find down? out? To yeah. find out who's coming. Where's that box and going? Who, and yeah. who's here? <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you, and sorry, Aaron, to make no. this all about, but I wanted to ask you, Shar, your experience with the Balik Bayon boxes. So, like, you go to the village and you bring these boxes, and like, you you know, you deliver one per household. Our family delivers, you know, one per household of our different family members, and we it would be. Everything, the whole gamut from like candy to toys to clothing to toothpaste and and like the kids would come up while we were opening the boxes and I would, I'd see kids so I'm like, okay, so I'd pull out candy, you know, mm-hmm. to give them but they wanted like toothpaste and shampoo and soap and it, it was just such an eye-opening mm-hmm. experience for me that like, oh, I see a kid, I assume they want candy but actually right. they want like just needs. the basic yeah. human needs, <laughs> and it, I don't know that that hit me real hard when I the first time I went to the Philippines. It was just like whoa, just it's just a different. And I, I don't know your experience, but th- this was my, my first time, and it was uh, it was really. I don't really, know if it was like that when I was younger, but like I think is I, maybe they're used to it because we come we go back so often. Yeah, and this is my first yeah, time. My mom goes. My mom, you know, like the last ten years or last twelve years of my Lola's life. My mom went back at home every year. Okay. So yeah. it, it was kind of like they're kind of used to getting a couple of boxes. but And, and they know every, what's going to be in them. And, and, right. Okay. And, and it's usually the way it worked with, with us is like, the, you know, they ask for a couple of big things. Like somebody's looking for, somebody wants a watch or somebody wants a, so they get like their one cool thing that they kind of wanted or looked for and then... All the rest of the stuff for and working in radio, the, that was like the biggest, uh, the the biggest thing I got to do was take all the free shit oh, that I got promo item that ends up in the in fucking. Oh yeah, the like, dump to this day, otherwise. I see Sarah and No Name Alice t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So the craziest thing was so when when I was in the Philippines, the first time I went was during Christmas time, and we walked into my mom's village. It was nighttime, and there's hundreds of people there, and she's like, "You're related to everyone here." So we were just like, "Oh shit, okay." So we walk in, and I'm looking, and you know, even though this was my first time in the Philippines, my parents send Balik Bayan boxes annually, right? And in my high school, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. We have these things called senior sweaters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, yeah. you're all excited when you're a senior and you get your name engraved. And it's like right, this right. like rite of passage. And I was walking around and I saw this little old Filipino woman wearing my friend's senior <laughs> sweater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was like Notre Dame Academy Hannah, my friend Hannah mm-hmm. Sylvester. Because 
All my, my my house was like where everybody would hang out, right? So everybody would leave clothes there and not right. realize it. And eventually just ended up in a Bullock Bayon box. Yeah, no, I was- And this little old Filipino lady, I took a picture of her. I sent it to Maybe my friend. picture you. No, today- uh, this, Oh, it was hilarious. This trip I saw, because um, like, we have so much that we bring back there that like- they're, like I've got like we got stockpiles. I mean, like if I could, I mean, like I bet you if I boxed up all the crap that could be sent to the Philippines right now, I'd come out of my mom's house with ten buying box, boxes at least, yeah, of, of shit. And so things get kind of pushed till next trip or stuff. So I've got stuff that's like maybe six or seven years old that just has that never Hasn't made, made it. it, like that just like didn't make the cut until you know, like now when we had six of us traveling and I had eight bollock buying boxes to, to work with. And, um, so I was looking at like old, what, like what, what old movies that were like being promoted at the time? Like, what was it? The, um, the, the Will Ferrell movie with the basketball movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? The basketball? Wait, dodgeball. Wait, no, the, uh, Will Oops. Ferrell basketball. Do you have a fro? Yes. Semi pro, uh, maybe? Yeah, maybe. That's it's, what it is. Oh, that's a long time ago. Yeah, like, but it was like, <laughs> seriously, like, it was literally a Will Ferrell with the fro yes. on it. And, it. and one of my cousins was walking around with that shirt. I was just like, dude, that shirt's so old. It's so old, but whatever. That's from 2008. That's funny. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> yeah. like I said, it's like I'm still seeing Sarah No Name shirts, and no. that's from freaking. That's, 12 years ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. And Well, yeah. I'm glad somebody gets to appreciate them instead of them ending up in a landfill right. in the States. That's right. So anybody but, listening out there, send your bullock by unboxes to... Oh, my gosh. Or just give them your home, <laughs> local homeless shelter but, if you uh, can't we, make it to the, the Philippines. Well, Correct. I think the whole bullock by unbox culture is really interesting to me, too, because nobody understands it unless you're Filipino, I guess, because... Do other Asians do that? I don't know because no, it's no. a very, it's a very structural like it, the way it is. At least once and, a year or twice and a year, only my parents people, do it. Like you, know, like you have really have to know a Filipino family to really know and understand it. Because like I was talking to uh, me, no, I was talking to you, and yes. I was talking to Ben, um, Ben from Sports Meets Beer, oh, and hey, his, one of friend his, of the show, yeah, friend of the show. One of his, uh, one of his friends that he grew up with. Uh, was a is was Filipino is Filipino and he knew the culture of the bullock bite and he's like, dude, that's hilarious. He's like, you know, like the fact that you bring half a box of those little toiletries from the hotels is like, and it, they fight for that shit. I mean, that's and, a valuable commodity. And he, but he understood it, and it's it's and and then I talked to another friend who's just like, don't like, and when I say, oh, I'm like. Because leading up to it, I'm the one packing all these boxes. So I packed ten, you know, like 400 pounds of shit that went to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And I was telling a friend of mine, I was having breakfast with a friend of mine like a few days before I left. And like they didn't understand it. They didn't get it. They were just like, don't they have shampoo and towels in the philippines like like it's no like, it's, like, it's like you just don't it's understand a village <laughs> they don't people just don't get like yeah. that That this is stuff that like yeah it's important it's like little things like that make people happy over there yeah like the gifts over there when we give each other really extravagant you know christmas gifts like christmas gifts to each other over there is like you know a, a toothbrush yeah no no shit like a, a what is it uh i remember Somebody gave me for Christmas when I was there one time was uh, like a Cheetos can of chips. Oh, like stuff like like that's what they give each other for gifts. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean that's like when we're sitting here and you know people are fighting over iPads and right. Xs and you not know I. all of this stuff. Fuck VR. your fuck your Black Friday, not I. <laughs> yeah, never. But then at the same time, I mean, like, we but did, I get it. But, but then you know, then, then you go to places. But then, uh, but then it's re but then people think that it, it's a modern country, though, too. At the same time, like people are, like my cousin Gina was completely surprised at how modern a city, you know, Manila and Makati is, mm -hmm. you know, and like how they're, you know, like all these buildings and you know, like we have these all these malls and it's a mall culture, <laughs> you yep. know, yeah. And it's it's not like we're like in a backward village or anything like that. It's just it's just like it's a weird. Well, you contrast. can be, but yeah. yeah, no, there's there, yeah, there's that, there's there's, 
yeah, there's a lot, a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, enough about Filipino culture. <laughs> I love it. Hashtag Filipino. Back culture. to our culture. Well, I mean, <laughs> does anyone care? It just changes so much. Anybody well, wait, Ange went to Disneyland for the weekend. Oh, yeah, how was, how that? was L.A.? I did. That's why she sounds a little sick, you guys. It was, uh, well, I, I, uh, my first night there, I always have like 50 people I want to see in like 48 hours. So <laughs> You my, can hear it. My first night there, we went out to dinner and uh, we went out for drinks afterwards. And my my one of my best friends from high school and I, we, we wrecked the mic on karaoke we do oh. uh we do rap we do like california love forgot about dre <clears throat> shit like that so who was that kb oh yeah 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 okay. she listens to the yeah, show hey, what up? What so um yeah so we were rapping all night so i woke up the next morning and like my voice was gone and then i was in disneyland for back-to-back days so um oh, so you did two days three yeah monday sunday and monday yes yeah, spent a small fortune going for two days Duh. but it was awesome because the so the fast pass culture at disneyland now it didn't used to be the this way when i last was there um you can get multiple fast passes yes. at one time so like you get one and then they're like okay you can get your next fast pass at one o'clock right now you can get your next fast pass it didn't used to be as organized no as that. it was not so it was busy because it's winter time and disneyland people are always trying to go into winter winter time because it's so beautiful but um i like the first day we were there we were hung over so we didn't get there till late but we still went on 10 rides that first day okay like strictly almost strictly fast through fast pass and then just drinking and eating in between okay yeah so it was awesome it was fun i had a good time <clears throat> you but ride everything you voice. want to i did except for cars because cars like you can't even get into that shit and it's not forever. even the best ride but Tower of Terror that was transitioned to Guardians of the Galaxy Good, right? is even That's better. No it's my favorite way. ride. No yes. way. Yes. No way. It's the same exact thing, but with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. So it's more actually more entertaining. Mm. I like the old hotel lobby. It was scary. Yeah, but now the lobby has, shows like the weapons and this, and then Rocket okay. is like trying to save you from the elevator. You mean Bradley Cooper? Yeah, B. Coop. But it's fun. Oh, is that Bradley Cooper? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that. Yep. Little known fact. Large known fact. Come well, on. she didn't Everyone know. Everyone but Char knew that. Char yeah, does, I'm, I'm pretty Char sure. And Char knows everything pop culture I'm pretty sure I'm... Everybody knows this Bradley Cooper. Not, anyway. Obviously not everyone. Anyways. No, but uh, yeah, it was fun. It was good. I had a good time. Good. Lost my voice. Yeah. Recovering via whiskey and this White Castle whiskey 69 from the Philippines is delicious. Of course. I mean, I had to, I had to look at the... Uh, I had to... I was in Shoe Mart. Do you know Shoe Mart? <laughs> I was in Shoe Mart and I was looking for, um, I was looking for good, you know, alcohol for us. And then I saw the whiskey and I had to make sure that it was made in the Philippines. Hell yeah! You better keep this under lock and key in this office. Literally, yeah. I'll find a good hiding place. Well, then I had one more, one more story. So yes. last night when I came back from LA was yesterday, and then I went straight wow. to a friend's birthday, and she was having a crab broil at her house. Yeah. So she got these legit like pound and a half crabs Yum. per person, and it was a potluck, and it was all ladies. It was like nine of us, and you know everybody brought food, and everybody's just kind of like cooking and whatever. And it was really funny because one of her roommates came home with this kind of random dude. Oops. And he is. He was actually older. He told me he was 37 and he's from the bay, total bay, like total bay head. And he came in and he saw us all just kind of like badass women in our 30s making this huge crab broil feast. And he was sitting there and he was like, damn, there's hella women up in here. And he was all like <laughs> trying to get it like all like that was his lie. And I, we were cracking up like, well, he was like just watching us and kind of feeling it and trying to get us all to take like tequila shots with him. Uh-huh. And my friend, who's awesome, she's she loves guys, girls, whatever. But she, you know, she's a lesbian. She's like, I'm right. not really feeling his energy. You know, right. like get yeah. him out of here. So anyway, we kind of like had him bounce. But we were saying that's going to be the title of her autobiography. Damn, there's hella women up in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line, right? Happy birthday, Glenda. Yeah. Oh, fun. G money. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. So a- anyway, that was just really funny. There were a lot of good one-liners from that night. One of the women was like. We were talking about being in our 30s and how it's so much better than being in your 20s. And she was like, yeah, the 30-year you are, the better. Oh, cute. <laughs> it's a good line. Do you have a line about being 40? 
No, because none of us are 40. Well, so too bad. Suckers. Okay, well, you give me a line. Yeah, hashtag this is 40. That's what the line is. That's all I can think of. All right, we'll work on it because that's not as good. Whatever. The 30-er you are, the better. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing, I'm Aaron? fine. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Today was a good day. Was it? Yeah. Okay. For the time, uh, oh shit! Yeah, I have that person right of the year. Uh, yeah, it was person. Yeah, persons of person in of the quotations. Year. Yeah, uh, the silence breakers. Uh, it couldn't have been anybody better. Uh, I posted it on the Instagram account for Bitch Talk. I was so Facebook. happy. Yeah, yeah, but um, it, it's funny because it. I we had a, a friend in town who Char met C note, uh, Courtney. Uh huh. Mm. Um, they meant it. That's what she said. Fuck, she was still here for that? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Anyways, so, but Courtney, a really good friend of ours, she lives in Maui. We were talking about, she was in town last week for work, and the whole Me Too stuff showed up, and amongst all these other people there in the hotel business, they're talking about it, and um, there was, you know, of course, male perspectives and female, and there was a female perspective of almost like, well, it's their fault that this stuff happened to them. Who, the men? (laughs) The women? Yeah. Like they asked for it because they were wearing... Oh, who knows? You know, well, they should know better. A woman said this. Yeah. So um, I'm going to read an account that um, I didn't realize that Selma Blair was kind of a part of this whole... Oh, one of the women that spoke out against um, a director in Hollywood. But... um, Don't don't blame the women. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Um, so this is from from Time dot com. It's from um, it's an excerpt from the actual article uh, about the silence breakers. But so uh, it's other women like the actor Selma Blair weathered excruciating threats. Blair says she arrived at a hotel restaurant for a meeting with the independent film director James Toback in 1999, only to be told that he would like to see her in his room. There, she says. Toback told her that she had to learn to be more vulnerable in her craft and asked her to strip down. She took her top off. She says he then propositioned her for sex. And when she refused, he blocked the door and forced her to watch him masturbate against her leg. Afterwards, she recalls him telling her that if she said anything, he would stab her eyes out with a big pen and throw her in the Hudson River. Um, It's not the woman's fault, you guys. Well, in, in, in these cases, it's like, why the fuck would she just make this up? Right. And a lot a lot of these women established actresses that mm-hmm. have money, you know, because a lot of times it's like, oh, you just want to sue me and take my. No, no, no. These are women with established, as, well-established. As far careers. as I know and what I've heard, anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. I, I haven't seen anyone say I want money from this. There's never been like, and they're suing him for this much money. It's like, no, they just want all of these men and women, mostly men. To be brought to justice. Well, so. and what I what I liked about the Time article is that they interview, you know, they call it the silence breakers, the voices that launched a movement. So they interview dozens of women representing multiple different industries. Yes. Uh, a, a big one is maids in hotels. Hospitality, yes. Like, fuck, man. Part of the Fairmont. Maids just getting, cor- yeah, getting quartered. Yep. Yep. And they're afraid to speak out, you know, and... Um, they don't have the luxury of already being rich and famous. Right, right. Um, they're usually uh, people of color, women mm-hmm. of color, and mm-hmm. they they just aren't comfortable saying anything. So I pre- so I appreciated that it was a well rounded uh, collection and men. You know, Terry Crews. Yeah, um, uh, other men were included in it, but um, I don't know. That's that's one thing I have to say about forty five. If if Hillary had won, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Right, and. Clearly, this was an issue that needs to be talked about. And I think we still have a lot of work to be done. But the important thing is, this was um, interesting to me in, in the article, the Time and SurveyMonkey did an online poll, and they said that 82% of respondents said women are more likely to speak out about harassment since Weinstein, and 85% said they believe the women making allegations. So it's like more women are likely to speak out and more people are listening. And that's... right. A big step in the right direction. I think P- Pamela Anderson recently said, well, the women knew what they were getting into, like when Weinstein or whoever asked them into their room. And 
what I have to say to women like Pamela Anderson is I have my own story of my second day on the job when I was a publicist in the film industry. Second day on the job. You're always in hotels. You're always getting talent. Um, and I was asked to go to Patton Oswalt's room. I'm like, cool, get him. You're going to bring him to this interview room, blah, 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 blah. Ring the doorbell. He has, he had a white, sh- he had his like undershirt on and like his regular shirt over his shoulder and he's still in jeans, but he's brushing his teeth. So when he opened the door, he was like, oh, come in. And there was a minute where I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. You know, I, yeah. I'd never... I've never worked in that industry. I had worked my whole life to have this job. And what are you going to say? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable with this. Or just be cool and go into the room of of a talent and hope that everything's going to be amazing. And no one's going to be, I don't know. Take advantage of Creepy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Take advantage of you. Ask you to do anything inappropriate. And good news because Patton Oswalt's amazing. He didn't. And we talked about politics. One of my favorite things to talk about. Um but, you know, if someone's going to tell me, well, you shouldn't have gone in that room because blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I've worked my whole life to be at this moment. So mm-hmm. all of these women that went into rooms, they have worked their whole lives to try and get that to that next point in their life and their career. You can't tell them they knew what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. And maybe in the back of their head, they're like, yeah, this is a red flag, but I'm really trying to work here. I'm trying to work in this industry. If you say no to Harvey Weinstein, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. And all of these women were in one way or another. Mm-hmm. So anyways, just saying. Patton Oswalt obviously is a gentleman, but still had that little thought in the back of my head. Like, I really hope he doesn't say or do anything inappropriate. And that sucks. Right. I'm sure men don't feel that way when they walk into a room mm-hmm. ever, mostly. So, um, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. I, uh, I think Al Franken's going to be... Um, Walking away from his and yeah, so <laughs> from his Senate seat. Um, this is what the ninth woman, ninth or seventh. Or I don't need. I've. I, I don't know. I, I think it's the ninth woman that's come out. And um, okay, I get it. Yeah, he's. This is not right. What he's done or, or is being accused of doing. But then we have Roy Moore, who's still mm, allowed to right, run for right. a seat. Uh, so how is this one thing allowed yet Al Franken has to step down and right. 45 is still in power? Wow. I don't understand how these, I mean, there, there, there has to be some sort of across the board uh, and layers. I mean, I mean, not all offenses are created equal. They're all wrong and they're all horrible. Right. But, you know, the wine scenes of the world are not the same as the Al Franken's of the world. Sure. True. So, I mean, there, and that's the same with murder. It's not all first degree, second degree. It's manslaughter. It's also, involuntary manslaughter. I was watching, you know, Billy Bush is back on the circuit because Dump talked about, uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Well, that wasn't my voice on that. <laughs> it's on fake the, now. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't my voice on the tape talking about grabbing, grabbing pussies. And Billy Bush is like, um, yes, it was. And I was there. And that's why I got fired from my job when I didn't Which even what say that. what should happen to you. Yeah. Right. For laughing. He just laughed. Right. You know? And so I watched him on Colbert, and I, I agree with what he said. I mean, he wrote uh, he wrote a New York Times, I think, op-ed about it. And he was like, I don't want to talk about this. I'm 16 months removed. I'm trying to kind of get back into the swing of things and live my life. And then this guy, who is the president of our country, is saying that it's not him. When I was there and there was a crew that was there, he, that was him. And I got fired for it. But he's the president. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this country is really interesting. But Al Franken definitely should resign. But yeah, this forty-five needs to stay. I don't. I don't know what's right or wrong. But I do think if one person's going to get lose their job over something, then somebody who's doing the same thing or worse should lose their job as well. I don't know. It just should be. There well, should be something across the board. I believe there was a vote to move to impeach today. There was, and it got shot down. Again, but I don't know. I, I, I believe that that's, I agree with that, but that's kind of a distraction from other shit that's going on right now because it wasn't going to happen. Right. Let's just keep, let's keep seeing who. Let's focus on Mueller. Yeah, Mueller and who else he's going to bring in. Anyways, Mm -hmm. um, we'll get to the John Stamos minute. How does that sound? How (laughs) shit. our homemade button it's Ange 
Actually, I have two. One of them, I was in a bar recently. It's embarrassing, really, how much I know about John Stamos. And this uh, Jared commercial came on about jewelry. And I looked up and I'm like, oh, that's John Stamos' fiance. Anyways. In the commercial? Yeah. She's the, the actress? Yeah, she's a, she's a model actress. And everyone's like, how do you know? I'm like, I just know. Don't ask how I know. Well, I should be like, yeah, there, I have a podcast called Bitch Talk. And I've been talking about John Stamos for fucking Sell five it. years. Uh, so that was one thing. But if you knew or didn't know, um, the Full House House is causing uh, the neighbors in that neighborhood to fight back against proposed additions to the house by owner um Jeff Franklin, who's a producer on Full House, he's proposed to make the house look uh, look like the inside of the studio that's built like the house, and add some other additions around and outside of the house that makes neighbors think he wants to use that home for commercial use. Which there is already, I can tell you because I drive by that street all the time. There are people outside of that home always, all the time, mm-hmm. double parked, causing traffic, taking photos. I would never want to live in that home no. or on that street. And I think I said on this podcast before, I've, I had friends that lived on that street for about mm-hmm. 15 years. And they said, if we knew that that was across the street from us when we bought this place, we probably wouldn't have bought it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a it's a small thing, but it's a big thing to to residents in San Francisco. Um, he Jeff Franklin says he's not going to, and I think he's going to, though, to rent the house out when they're not filming there. So you can experience the full house house probably at a premium. Yeah, as a why tourist destination. He? I don't understand. Right. Of course he's going to. Right. So whatever. I don't know. I don't live on that block, thank goodness. But that's that's some San Francisco inside baseball. But also has to do with full house, which has to do with John Stamos. So. Well, and two blocks from that house was, uh, I, I saw someone shitting on the street corner two that's blocks anywhere. from that house. So oh. No, so I'm saying like it's not the beautiful, iconic, no. full house life well, it's not, yeah, that Alamo you think Square. you're going to have, you know. No, so it won't be. They'll be shocked. Yeah, it's San Francisco. After all. Right. So um, <laughs> before we wrap up, I just I want to tease that we have uh, a special guest on the next episode, episode 238. Her name's Tawny Newsom, not Tommy Newsom. Uh, Contrary to popular belief yeah, con- by one of the hosts of Bitch Talk. One of us. I won't tell who. <laughs> uh, That's also a teaser. Thank you. Um, but she's amazing. She's actually a Bay Area native. She's going to be at Sketch Fest uh, January 12th with Spontanean Nation. You can find those tickets at sketchfest.com. We had a really good time talking with her. Uh, she wears many hats, just like us, and so we really identify with that. And um, yeah, that's it. We will see you soon. Bitch, please. Please.